Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois. And folks, we have got the week off. Uh, we have some meetings going on this week around the state of Illinois, uh, but gonna just want to share a, just a, a quick story with you. So working for Illinois Extension, I get to travel quite often, mostly throughout the west central part of the state and uh, throughout other parts as well. And yet, through my travels in 2021, I have seen a significant decline in ash tree, at least in my neck of the woods. Now, in terms of the story of what is happening here, we're talking about emerald ash borer, or EAB. Uh, EAB is a non-native insect. It attacks healthy ash trees, and it's really nothing new. I have talked about this in the past. We've written about it before. Uh, we've had classes uh, pretty much uh, you know, many years ago, and it seemed like it was big news, but it wasn't quite in my area yet at that time. But today, today we can very, it is very obvious how this insect has, has affected our landscape. So you have likely seen the telltale signs of EAB. Ash trees usually start to die starting at the top where the insect often begins feeding, though that's not always the case. Uh, and in a desperate attempt to remain alive, the tree activates latent buds along the trunk. Uh, and these create these weakly attached water sprouts. And you start seeing these come up and it almost looks like the interior of the tree has a very bushy appearance. Over a few years, EAB will move downward from the top of the crown uh, towards the base of the tree, feasting on plant tissue that's right underneath the bark. And they will do this until the ash tree is dead. And the ash tree will even send up shoots from the ground and the EAB will then attack those as well. Where I live in Macomb, dying ash trees line many streets and shade homes and yards. And yet, even though I still see the same thing happening in uh, other nearby towns like Jacksonville, Quincy, Stronghurst, uh, driving along the river, the Mississippi River around near Burlington, Iowa. And in just all these different smaller communities in between these larger ones. Now, there are several different species of ash tree, but in the landscape industry, often only two species were planted. We had green ash and white ash. Almost without fail, EAB will attack green ash first. And those are the species that I'm currently seeing struggle stay alive in my neck of the woods. For most, if you have not been treating the tree, it's probably too late if you have a green ash. Once EAB finishes off the green ash, it then moves on to white ash. Uh, consider that, that they're eating dessert first in this regard, at least in their point of view. Now, for some, maybe uh, the white ash in their yards are still in pretty good shape. But if they do not treat that tree with some type of a systemic insecticide, it's only a matter of time until EAB finds it. Now, in the coming year, at least in my area, tree crews are going to be very busy, mostly doing ash tree removal. I know folks in other parts of the country and the state here, they've already had to deal with this. But in my neck of the woods, in West Central Illinois, this has now become a big problem. Many homeowners are going to be paying thousands of dollars to get these dead ash trees cut down. And just to add, it is uncommon for any funding resources to be available to help homeowners with the cost of cutting down an ash tree. But I always say, check with your local municipality, see if they might have a special program. Now, with all that money spent, there is now a gaping hole where that massive tree once stood. 
and I know it can seem like a complete waste. But there is one final use of an ash tree struck down by EAB, and that is to have the tree chipped up to use those very wood chips as mulch in your landscape. Will using ash tree wood chip spread EAB? Well, I mean, EAB is pretty much already everywhere, at least in this part of the state, so that's probably not that much of a concern especially if you recycle the tree back to your yard from which it, you know, was already infested. Plus, most wood chippers chop up the material small enough, which, you know, we're talking about less than a two-inch diameter. And in that small of a surface, it, the EAB just cannot survive. So wood chips are an underutilized resource, in my area at least. Often they are free or available for a small fee. Uh, wood chips do provide much of the same benefits as other types of mulch. Uh, wood chips do have a coarser texture than, say, a shredded cypress mulch. But the wood chip size and shape can also be a benefit. Wood chips do not mat down and create a shell like most shredded wood mulches do. Now, because it doesn't create this shell, it allows more air and water to pass through this wood chip layer, and that can be beneficial to soil health and then leading to improved plant health. Now, one of the things, if you are actually curious, how do wood chips look uh, in landscape beds or in a vegetable garden? Uh, if you are near me in Macomb, Illinois, we actually do have some demonstration uh, beds of different types of mulch. Everything from the shredded uh, cypress mulch to the dyed wood, uh, the wood mulch, and then even the shredded wood chips that we get delivered from a local arborist. Um, and all this and, and more types of mulch you can see how these look uh, in comparison with each other and how they perform. Just feel free to stop by the McDonough County Extension Office here in Illinois. Well, folks, that was a lot of great information about emerald ash borer and ash trees and maybe one last use we can have for these trees. Next week, listeners, please uh, join us where Katie, Ken, and myself will be sitting down with Dr. Elizabeth Wally to talk about some of her favorite native plants. Until then, listeners, thanks for doing what you do best, and that is listening, and as always, keep on growing.